Hello and welcome to the Wack Show. I'm your host, DJ. I'm the opera singer, Matthew. Uh, and I'm I'm Dan. I don't I don't sing. <laughs> uh, we're talking about competitive gaming today and uh, how to balance that. And we are looking at the list now of the top. Would you say is it grossing or just like Gro- uh, top top games awarding prize money? is uh where we started before we jump into that though i do just want to make one point of clarification because it was i asked it before the episode and i know people are gonna be like well wait what about this um we're talking about a game where you compete with other people involved not professional level gaming that's there's a little bit of a different concern with the second one we're talking the more broad scope one for this episode right um I'm not that versed on the differences between the two, so I will probably bring up one that is in the wrong category at some point. Uh, so if you're interested in hearing about that, we might get to it. Yeah, yeah. and we'll, I mean we'll hint we'll hint on it and stuff. By by this point, unless this is the first episode you're listening to, you know how this goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and we were just kind of shocked by some of the games still, still high up on the list. Yeah, still hanging in there. Oh man. Yeah, like League of Legends. I can't believe people. Yeah, are yeah. yeah. Uh, non non comedically, honestly surprised Apex is still sixteen on this list because that that game yeah. people fucking love Apex. It, it like dominated the scene for like a year and then it just you don't hear anything about it anymore. I think they had really I hear about it constantly. I think they had really strong early marketing and then once they had a player base, they were like, all right, we can calm down now. Here's uh, here's what I don't think you you know that I know. All the VTubers love Apex. That that's. They get their marketing through the VTubers. That is the space that I do not connect with, so that makes sense. Yep. So, to our viewers, um, this is a list of the top 100. And there's one game on here that I don't see. Yeah, this is esportsearnings.com slash games, if you want to look at the list we're looking at. As of, you guys mind if I date this episode? No, that's fine. As of December 5th, 2021. I know a game that's going to quickly move up this list. Um, it's Halo Infinite. Ooh, which one? Oh. Probably, yeah. Because it just came out. Hotness. I don't know what the timestamp on this webpage is right now. I don't know what their update cycle is. But... Yeah, I was, I was that's why I gave our date. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but, but anyways. Yeah. The, it's the list the list looks like what you'd expect i mean the top the top six are dota 2 csgo fortnite league PUBG surprisingly is number five and then starcraft 2 is six like that's is, pretty expected PUBG. did you see that PUBG also has a number 12 spot for some yeah it's the wow. mobile game i think ah uh, okay yeah yeah that makes sense surprisingly oh my gosh and then if you look at the top players yeah okay that makes sense. In the portion of the world where mobile games are huge, it is. Yeah. Okay, that tracks. But so, we're here to talk about balancing them, right? Yes. Yes. And I think we, uh, how we were talking about how there's like different styles of games. We should try to talk about styles individually. Like MOBA versus FPS versus RTS, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I think that so, makes sense. Well, I think MOBA is a good place to start. So, games like Dota 2, League of Legends, Smite. Heroes of New Earth. Smite! Yep. Uh, Heroes of the Storm. And several others. Um, some games like Arena of Valor that just... 
I don't. I don't know I enough don't. to talk about yeah, that game. <laughs> <laughs> Just from what I saw, I don't want to say steal, but uh, copy. It's yeah. It's copy some things, but taken yeah. some creative liberties with uh, other properties. It looks like, but that's that's one way to balance your game is just take all the things from another game. <laughs> just have Whatever somebody else do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I honestly though with mobas, I think one of the largest difficulties with balancing that competitive space is the the cast and crew of characters is so fucking huge. Yeah. Cause like you can do everything you can to make one character feel balanced. And then you have to consider what if this character is paired up with all other 98 options? How does that interact? Are they really balanced then? Yeah. Should you be concerned about interbalance or should it just be each individual component is balanced and then hope the, the, some of its parts is balanced too. no no i feel like that's a terrible way to balance something because like you know if 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 getting 0.1 percent lifesteal every time you kill a minion is balanced and <laughs> getting double money for minions is balanced but it turns out those two things work together and now you're getting double lifesteal bonuses for killing minions no, you got it. You have to make sure your things work together. <laughs> I think it's kind of a combination of the two, to be honest. Um, and one thing, I don't know if they all do this. The one nice thing that Riot and Leak does, I don't think it's as big anymore. Or at least was doing was the um, the beta version. The um, can't think of what it's oh, called. Oh, the PBE public yeah, beta PBE. Uh, something. So they tried to put it in game before they put it in game like live testing yeah it's a testing branch it's super common so, it's q it's basically qa but tapping the masses for it kind of thing yeah which was which was nice they didn't really do much balancing out of that anyways for, at least well, i feel like it once they release someone new <laughs> they've been a lot yeah. better though well okay so the i i like that you brought up pbe because one of the components of it is and and this kind of goes for this is a blanket statement for everything that we're talking about here any kind of game is the it's actually really fascinating the public's perception of something being balanced is actually a surprisingly large amount of the time completely different from what the statistics show are balanced <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can see that so you say that they didn't take the pbe into account a lot of the times when they live release something but in reality i'm sure they did i'm sure they had a team dedicated to looking at the statistics the win rates the you know the average damage so on and so forth to say maybe we need to tweak this or maybe it's just fine regardless of what the people say um that makes sense not to jump away from mobas but rts is very close to moba and I actually had the the privilege of attending a, a, a lecture conversation with a, and this was years ago before the current scandal, with a, a Blizzard employee who was responsible for um, StarCraft II Balance. And he actually told us a story about how um, the Lurker Zerg unit, uh, <laughs> people felt that Zerg was super overpowered and it wasn't balanced at all, but statistically Zerg had a 46% win rate on the back end even though the people felt it was op but 
Weren't there three different classes? Races, yeah. Factions, if you will. So a 46% win rate is higher than you should have. Shouldn't it have a 33% win rate? No, 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 no. Sorry. Um, It... They they looked at one on one matches, so it was always it was always a fifty fifty chance of winning is what you wanted. You wanted a fifty percent oh. win rate across, and oh, okay. they parsed it out to your point of ZVZ or Zerg v Zerg, Zerg versus Protoss, Zerg versus Terran, and the Protoss and Terran win rates they were at like forty six percent, which. When you're dealing with the amount of data generated by these online super popular games, anything over a 1% shift in either direction indicates something needs to be looked at. That makes a lot of sense. It's um, it's it's the, the theory or the law of large numbers is the more data you have, the more things should regress to the, the mean. And I think talking about both these genres together actually works because you're right. They're very similar. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I just want to say about the, the MOBAs, they look at the same thing. They try to keep every champion or hero or whatever they're called within their game to a 50% win rate, like right around there. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, I, <sighs> Which I guess stems a question. How do you guys feel about that? Should Is that like a good... Obviously, it's the accepted amongst balancers, I think, is to that 50%. In, with, with respect to RTS and MOBAs, um, I would argue yes. Matt? Um, could you repeat the question? Do, do, you, think, do you think the 50% logic, like... Um, Aim for every around, hero having yeah. roughly a 50% win rate. I mean, how the hell else could you do it and have it be fair? Like, I, of course I want to win more playing my favorite champion, but, like, that's not fair if a, a champion, even if I like it, is, you know, winning more than half of its games. Because that means that, realistically, somebody else should be losing more than half of their games so this is I'm a, I, I, I agree mostly <laughs> so I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate what if um, such and such whatever it may be either RTS because if I remember right Zerg is harder to play than Proto- I might be wrong about that but yeah, it was won't. for me <laughs> <laughs> for me it was so um, I'll just say what if it's something that is actually balanced takes more skill to play and that skill if you're at that level um curves upward because enough people were skilled at it to win, at the have a higher win rate i think it. while we're talking about this 50 percent probability to win we should focus on on moba or rts because there to your point there's a certain skill dynamic that we're definitely going to explore um but it's, MOBA, it's, it's different for MOBA and RTS, I would argue. That's I mean, I, I don't think it's actually worth it to talk about skill in this conversation, in this specific conversation. Because what I can do with a champion, I don't play MOBA's audience. Surprise, surprise. Uh, what I can do with a champion is not going to produce 50% wins, 50% losses. It's probably going to produce more losses on my skill alone. What a ranked competitive esports superboy... Can, or girl can do with with the same champion 
I would expect it to produce better results for them over 50%. I'm I'm saying like pure stats averages over everyone. It should be 50%. Yeah. Taking the, the, the aggregate skill, skill level of factors, everyone should still result yes. in 50% is what you're saying. The skill is what factors in for if you are above or below the average. So I don't think skill, unless you guys think I'm wrong, I don't think skill needs to factor into this conversation. So I, I do and I don't. I think in the grand scheme, in the big picture, you are correct. When you're looking at, let's say we're looking at a single champion... Um, I let's say Garen. That's like the OG no, fucking league. Everybody knows Garen <laughs> if you know league. Let's say Garen. Spin to win. Boy, if you're looking sword. at over the course of six months, every single time Garen was played, his win rate should be 50%. Uh, globally, every single time that champion is picked for a match, any kind of match, he should result in a 50% win rate. That's the dream goal. In a perfect world, that happens. Now... I would also argue that on a lower level of parsing the data, to TJ's point, part of what developers need to balance is that skill floor and ceiling curve. Because I don't think the skill curve needs to be the same across all heroes to keep it balanced. But I think that the skill curve should function in a way that results in not influencing that 50% target in an extreme way. Because technically speaking, like Matt's saying, you should have 50% should be the median. Roughly half of your players who play that character should fall below and half should fall above, meaning that the curve should be conducive to resulting in that value. So the curve shouldn't be hyper steep. To the point hmm. where you can only play the character. I'm looking at you, Invoker from Dota 2. You can only be good with the character <laughs> if you're stupid fucking good at the game. Yeah. That's bad balance. I think Invoker from Dota 2 is very poorly fucking balanced. And for, I don't know if either of you, do either of you have any context for what Invoker is? Nope. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, so Invoker in Dota 2, very briefly, is a wizard. He has the most abilities of a single character in the game because his three base abilities are, I don't remember the names, but it's basically, think of it like channeling three elements. You've got fire, water, and earth. And depending on what combination of those three elements you use, you can create a new spell and lock it in in an additional skill slot. So he literally has every combination you can think of with three options and the order mattering as well of spells. Oh, he's got six abilities. No, oh, the order, the order matters, matters as, well. as well. And you can do he's got 12. and you can do one element, two elements and three elements. Oh. He has, so a, he has a, lot. a huge a lot fucking spread of abilities. Me as someone who doesn't play Dota 2 and even when I did play it, doesn't play Invoker. I tried him out a couple times. I figured out like two abilities and I just used those and, and so it the, was terrible. <laughs> and so the opposite of that playing against someone who's skilled in that is, is impossible. It's fucking yeah. impossible. He's got 10 well, spells. Well, yeah, you're, yeah you're, that sounds about right. It, it, um, you're going 10 spells against six spells and that's just inherently sounds. Unbalanced. Oh, and not only that, but <laughs> depending on the element combination you have passively charged on him, he gets passive stat bonuses too. So there's that to consider as well. 
Yeah. It's that sounds kind of strong. This this the skill floor is so fucking high for that character. Like it's the perfect example of a skill curve that is not conducive to a 50-50 win rate. To the point where people just don't pick him if they don't know how to play him. So his win rate is art like artificially massive. Because only of, people who are really good with him will pick him. That's kind of where I was getting with the skill-based champions. Curving. Yeah. Because people don't like... Not as many people like to play the highly skilled-based ones. So... They and they're like, eh. Yeah. So to, so to your point, Matt, I, I do agree we should approach this with a law of large numbers look and say, let's assume everyone's of even skill level it should result in 50 percent because that's the effect that we're going for but i also agree with tj in that the skill curve of a champion or in an rts case of faction needs to be something balanced like that has to be a component of the balance yeah you you definitely want it to be um you want your 50 percent win rates to result from a bell curve and not from two high points on the opposite ends of the exactly spectrum. perfect perfect way to put that yes i also um the bell curve could be varying levels of steep but yeah bell curve ideally yeah i agree with all that for sure um another thing i just thought about and this is more for mobas it might play into other games too is i feel like the role of something like uh if something's supposed to be a tank or something's supposed to be dps or to do damage and stuff like that should be what it's intended for <laughs> and that i think it becomes unbalanced when your tank can be the most damaging thing on your team and still as be as long as this tank. means that they're a less effective tank nope. i don't mind that um i'm not saying i'm not saying that that is how yeah. that works i'm just saying that like, should be the result if taking yeah yeah if taking a champion and building him the wrong way results in a good champion that is not meant to that, that is doing what they're not meant to do they need to not be good at what they're meant to do now or if they're just good at both that's the problem yeah i agree with that which yeah. is where a lot of mobas run into and sometimes. and it's funny because when you guys are talking about that the first thing that comes to mind is when a game uses percentage based something so it does x <laughs> percent of something's health Instead of doing a damage value scaling off of a stat that you've been building. In my in my personal opinion, and I'm not a game designer in any shape or fashion, not qualified. You either do everything as percentages or nothing as percentages. Does that make sense? And if you do, per I yeah. mean, yeah, because if you do percentages, then what are you doing if if you do percentage damage then health health score doesn't matter exactly. and if you do percentage health then damage numbers don't matter or well i don't know if that one tracks but you know yeah because yeah. because my i'm just thinking of thinking of league again and the heroes where it's like yeah this will do 12 percent of the target's max hp it's like cool you just okay. stack that on the tank with 3,000 health versus the ad carry with 1000 health and it did the same yeah and it ch it chunks them the same way and it's like okay well if everything was based on percentages then that's fine that's to be expected so you know you have to hit the target in our 10 percent example which this isn't really the case but you'd have to hit the target 10 times with the ability in a row 
kind of thing. And you, you will kill them regardless of their HP, which that's fine if that's what's to be expected. But when you can do 10% of their max HP followed up by something that has 300% of your attack power in damage scaling, then all of a sudden it's like, wait, 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 where's the, where's the balance in that? then because it's like well so this ability is shittier early in the game and then as the stats go better i'm doing more than 10 percent of their health later in the game but at any point in time i can combine those two abilities to do this that or the other and it's like that's when it starts getting really hard to do the theoretical math of saying when is this broken you know what i mean yeah Uh because it's like well 10 percent will always be 10 percent. that's easy to plan around and then this other ability is going to start at maybe like 2 to 0.5% of the target's health, depending on other statistics. And then at the end of the game, it's doing like 25 to 35% of their health, depending on statistics. And all of a sudden it's like, well, the person is doing 35 to you can now take away almost half of their HP in one combo. Whereas it's not anywhere near as effective on the other target. So how do you balance that? that competitive opposition factor all of a sudden you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i just had a thought and it's kind of related to this um if you're done yeah no you're good i think you've got your i think i made my point and as i was saying it like part of me started to disagree with it and it's like well that depends on how the person builds and how the game goes and stuff like that but the point still stands it's very difficult to balance I, i still agree with the general like if you're if if something is percent based, everything needs to be percent based. Otherwise, it's, it's gonna get fucky. Anywho, uh, what if and maybe League does this? I don't fucking know. Um, what if you could vote? What if like I don't know every four months? What like vote on patch the, changes? Every four months they went to the players and they were like, "Which champion's broken? They What's the broken part?" Kind of do that. They they've done it through surveys. They've uh. They have they do listen to the community to a point, it, but it's still really hard. Like, see that that falls back onto the thing I talked about from StarCraft Two, though, is what the community perceives as broken mm-hmm. may not actually be broken. Is the problem because you'll run into the vocal minority problem, and the answer is always to nerf Irelia. So, <laughs> Franny, League of Legends plays out there. Um, I remember that meme. <laughs> um. Uh, side note uh, one of the really interesting things i can't remember what game it was um but there was a case where the community felt something wasn't balanced and i think i heard this from a day nine stream now that i'm thinking about it the community felt that something wasn't balanced in a game when statistically on the back end it totally was so in the patch notes they wrote made adjustments to blank and what they did was they changed some of the colors in the art and people <laughs> felt that it was balanced after the patch yeah there's a there's an actual wow. term for that um and it's oh, it's a placebo yeah yeah kind of um, placebo effect because um my dad did that a long time ago with an x-ray type thing because he was the x-ray tech but the doctor wanted to be right. So he's like, no, go do it again. Um, brought him back the ex- same exact x-ray, but like acted like he did it. And he's like, yep, that's right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so 
Yeah, that's oh. just sometimes people are like that. I, the other thing. I feel like it wouldn't have gone over well, but I feel like at that point your dad should have been like, oh, it is right. Cool. That's the same x-ray. Yeah, probably wouldn't have gone over And I would really like to live in the world where that doctor then went, oh, shit. I was biased before. It was also in the Navy, so. <laughs> oh, that would have gone over even even less well. Um, and, yeah, that, that doctor was just an asshole, I guess. But anyways, uh, I was I was gonna say something about the no no it's okay like I'm the one who got off subject. <laughs> um, what was the last thing you were saying, Dan? Placebo effect. Yeah, you right. guys were talking about that and changing the color oh, made them think cha- it's balanced. So I think another thing too, where people think something stronger than what it is is when it's brand new. Because yeah. so many people don't know what it does or don't know how to play it. Yeah, the the knowledge the knowledge component has a, a notable impact on the win rate. Because if people don't know how to play against it, or if people don't know how to play it, then chances are that's going to impact its win and loss ratios. Yeah. Or even just don't know what to expect. Yeah. yeah. If you run into a fight against a new tank doing the things that you do against the old tanks, but that this tank's different, then you're like... My things didn't work. He's broken. Dude, okay. This is a comical example, but it's it's perfect for this. Um, there's an auto battler on Steam called Super Auto Pets. When oh, the game first came out, the like highest winning build was a build where like when a unit died, multiple new units were summoned, and then you had units in the back that buffed those new new units, and it was just trashing every team it would go up against. No real major changes have been made to most of the the units involved, and now that's like a trash tier build 80% of the time. It has a really bad win rate now because people have learned how to play against it, Mm -hmm. and they know what to expect. It's a perfect example of that. Yeah. I was just thinking, too, or something like a a balanced design does that could be sneaky uh, to a player like me who, like, had stopped playing for a couple months, and they redid Tom Kench. So they re- oh, remade, no. they redid his skills a little bit. They just kind of fixed his kit. Unbench um, and, the Kench. Yeah, no, they made him more strong. I went up <laughs> against him and t- he, they went top with him. And I'm like, okay, cool. I know what to expect. Had no idea what to expect and just got dumpstered. <laughs> like, what is going on? And then, you know, later I'm like, I'm like, did they change him? Like, yeah. And all that. Yeah, it, was, um, it was funny. Yeah, so I, I think that's some of the challenges facing MOBA balance, and then to translate it to RTS, instead of having a million different champions and having to worry about their interactions with other champions and items and stuff like that, in an RTS situation, you have a roster of units. So I think it's actually a little bit easier to balance an RTS because you don't have, you know, 101 different connections for every single champion. You have, if they are playing Zerg, they have this box of units we've created for them to choose from. So now we only need to be concerned about how these units interact with each other to make right. them not broken. And then there's a, then you can be concerned about, well, how, do, how does this team as a whole interact with the two other teams in this StarCraft example, which is a bit of an easier aggregate to analyze. So I think RTS actually has a little less concern or less challenge with balancing which is why it's i still think a lot of people consider rts to be a better representation of competitive skill in that space hmm 
That's interesting. I, I could see that for sure. And I think more Warcraft 3. But I know. Yeah, I know. no, that's a perfect Starcraft example. Too. Well enough too. I was yeah. also I was always a undead frostworm. Fresh. <laughs> what TJ does but, the ice thing? Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, that definitely makes sense. And like you said, like only having so many and then how they interact. I mean, not that it's easy, but it definitely seems easier than like a MOBA or something like yeah. that. I think some of the most influential things uh, a dev can do to tweak balancing and how games progress on a blanket level. So instead of tweaking an individual champion, tweaking the way the game is balanced and the way the game executes over time is to adjust the map. I think map changes are like a big way to do that. Yeah. Cause it's a change that affects everybody involved, both sides. Every single champion is going to have that impact. It's, it's like, if you want to make drastic changes, then you change the map, see what happens. And then you tweak the individuals around that. It's kind of game fresh. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I think is, Easier for RTSs. Actually, everything except for MOBAs. I think MOBAs well, are hard. MOBAs have one map. Not all of them. I mean, yeah. Heroes of the Storm. True. Heroes of the Storm is an exception. That's fair. But um, most, but most MOBAs them, yeah. have the one map, whereas RTS has a bunch of different maps. So yeah. it's like, at what point do you tweak a map versus just make a new one? You know, what That's I mean? true. That's fair. Um. Another one would be like FPSs, which have a ton of maps. Oh, yeah, dude. Maps are super important for FPS. Counter-Strike, yeah. it's all about sight lines, right? Uh, sight lines, where weapon placement is, what weapons are in each map, and depending on what mode you're playing, I guess, technically, too, because modes change. So Yeah. I, I almost wonder, like, what what are effective ways to balance an FPS? Because you don't have characters in that. You, you really have the maps and the guns, right? Yeah, and it's, to me, it's really, really hard to balance because for me, I want it to be realistic or realistic to what that game is. So like Halo and COD play very differently. So encourage teabagging. Because <laughs> like, yeah. In a so game- like, it, so this is, this is one I struggle with mentally in real life. If someone shot me with a rifle or quote unquote sniper rifle at point blank range, you are dead. Like there's no in a video game. I really would like it to be uh, not dead at point blank. Unless it's a headshot. <laughs> and some of them, it's just like if you go because then it makes it unfair because the point of that is to be long range, not to be short range. But if they nail it now, if they get a headshot at whatever range, then that's fine. I mean, a bullet's a bullet, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this is just a skill argument, and I think skill is even hard. Okay. No, it's not a skill because they just have I, to. Well, I'm I'm gonna make my big argument for this episode. I was sitting here like, man, I don't have anything to say. I thought I had something to say. I just remember the thing I had to say. So you go ahead and finish, and then I've got I've got kind of a segue. Okay. Um. Well, I guess for me, it's just like at that crosshair because I've just seen someone, they just like turn and shoot. I get 
mm-hmm. happen to get hit by it and then die instantly. Mm-hmm. No scope. Which is, I mean, like I said, if it's a headshot, then that's fine. I can deal with that. But when it's not, because things that are supposed to be close range aren't one-shot kills, even at close range, except for shotguns. And that's if you're really close. So there has to be a balance between guns and what they're intended to do. So long range should be effective at long range and less effective at short range, in my mind. Like That's I said, in, in in real life, obviously, if you're going to get shot by a, a rifle with a high caliber, like in Call of Duty, there's a 50 cal. Like <laughs> you're you're not going to survive that in real life. And Call of Duty is supposed to be more realistic. So it's like a, a battle in my mind that does make sense realistically, but it shouldn't be balanced like that because That's then it interesting then why wouldn't you just take a sniper rifle? Now, there's reasons why you don't anyways for a variety of things. Um, you know, assault rifles are good at close and mid-range, or mid and long-range. They're kind of across so the board. You're almost making and, and, an argument where the balance should reinforce the intent. Yeah. I think that's how FPS should be. And it, it gets even weirder, like I said, so Call of Duty is more realistic. Halo, you have an overshield and stuff like that, so you can run away, charge up, so what you're saying to is play I it, shouldn't so it's... be able to just sprint around the map and knife people to death. That too. <laughs> that too. Like, if you sneak up on somebody, sure. If you come at them, it should take, like, at least two hits. Sometimes it's only one hit, and you're just like, what the heck? Just fucking sprinting down the hallway, weaving left and right, fucking knife. <laughs> I've just been, like, in Warzone, landed with somebody, and, um... I'm trying to shoot them, and they just walk at me, and I've hit them like a solid like six times, and then they punch me twice, and I die, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that doesn't feel right. Good I have <laughs> So, you know, yeah. What's your big point, Matt? All right, here's my problem with competitive games, and I don't really see a solution to this, and it it. It just means that skill has to be taken more and more into account. But at a certain point, how do you even do that? It's the fact that if I want to play a competitive game and it's been out for 10 years, I'm fucked. Yeah. Like... All of the skills and knowledge and everything that everybody else playing this game has had. The fact that that guy knows that he can take that many bullets from the gun you're holding and just punch you twice. The fact that there are just some people out there that can effectively use a sniper rifle in any situation they want. And and just kill you. Hmm. Like, you can't balance for it. You can't. You can't balance for it. No. And, I mean, do sniper rifles move slower across the screen? Um. When not zoomed dude, in? That that would be an interesting. I don't think a game. No, they should. They they're heavy. They move slower. They move slower when they're zoomed in, but not. When zoomed in. But not when not doing. No, they they move the same as other guns. All guns kind of move. That'd be an yeah, interesting way to tweak They're it. Fucking yeah. Heavy. Huh. Oh yeah. And there's other things that like I would definitely balance in Call of Duty, for example, like um, being able to aim down sights 
or just aim normally and shoot normally while going into a prone position and not having like any effective change. <laughs> like imagine dropping to your stomach in the middle of a gunfight, like at point blank range, and <laughs> I don't think I don't think you're going to stay perfectly accurate. I mean that's 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 the issue, and that's why I agree with you, TJ. Yeah. You you said like Call of Duty wants to be accurate, uh, but no, they don't. Yeah, they want their guns to work accurately in the ways that they want them to work accurately. Because like I said, the sniper rifle isn't heavy you don't have to deal with that or if you get shot six times walking at somebody to punch them in the face you're not stumbling you're not dealing with the pain the blood loss the sudden rush of adrenaline and things to your head like there's all sorts of shit you're not dealing with so i don't think it's a worthwhile endeavor to make a a shooter realistic because you're not making it realistic you can't make it realistic. It wouldn't be fun if no. it was, I can't, for the record. Yeah, it wouldn't be. But so, so anybody that comes out with an argument like Call of Duty makes these choices to be realistic, it's like, cool, but they make all of these ones not to be realistic, so it's not really an argument that they should make these ones to be realistic. They should be making a good game. I'm not saying they aren't making a good game. I don't play FPSs. It could be the best shooter, like, statistically. I don't care about that. I'm just saying... If you're arguing against something and somebody's argument for it is, well, this is the realistic pick, I think that's a stupid argument. Hmm. Because, yeah, like you said, it shouldn't be just that easy for somebody to spin on a dime with a sniper rifle and shoot you at five feet away. Especially because if you take a step forward in the time it takes them to spin around, you should be able to grab their gun and start wrestling with them for the gun. Like, you can't do that in FPSs, can you? Uh, some of them. Jeez. All right. Um, <laughs> I saw a virtual reality one where someone took the magazine out of the other person's gun and loaded their gun with it. And <laughs> <laughs> <killed them>. Fuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, VR has hilarious. a totally different yeah, <laughs> yeah. space and where you can well, do that. We shouldn't get into that. I just remember that. So that was super funny when I saw that. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> but... um. Uh, Battlefield has some interesting things like that uh, that aren't realistic, but I could bring up a cool thing that I saw. I just I had something I want to say about Call of Duty, and I lost it. I think it dang it, it kind of falls under uh, just being consistent. You know, yeah, yeah. Like oh, to Matt's to Matt's point, making things hyper real means there's very few consistent things. But when you're playing a competitive game, you want things to be consistent so you can make choices to reach the end goal of winning to the best of your ability based on your function. Um, here's something that's very challenging now for um, FPSs specifically. Well, maybe not specifically, but mostly. Um, the, the cross-platform now from console players with computer players and having a controller versus having a mouse and keyboard yeah because that accuracy really is huge difference yep now i mean they have uh assist aiming for controller players so it's it, it helps in certain games that have better systems for it um like Call of Duty, and because I've I'm seen sure it helps too much in some games and not enough. In yeah, others. yeah, and that's like how do you 
how do you say that's balanced? Like you're literally having the computer aim for you to a degree. Like yeah. that's that's literally cheating. They, there's rules against aim bots, which is exactly what that is. But it's sanctioned because it's built into the game because controllers can't aim as well as a mouse. <laughs> right. And I've I tried playing with mouses. It's hard. It's hard to go from controller to mouse for me. I think as long as we live in a world where you can buy a a a PlayStation or a computer that can play the PlayStation game for the same price as the PlayStation, then they shouldn't make those considerations. Huh? Yeah, I didn't track that at all. My argument is that um I don't know if it costs more to play like to go from having nothing to playing the newest COD mm-hmm. on a computer versus the PlayStation. It's the same cost. You're telling me that I can for the same exact cost as a PlayStation buy a computer that can play COD. Oh, you mean the system that plays it? Yes. Yes. Um, because arguably you're paying to win using a PC versus a PlayStation. Because no. not everybody can afford a PC if the cost is more. No, I mean that's still like the reason why I haven't really made a harder attempt to switch is because I do quite fine against people with mouse and keyboards. Like it's not that there's a lot of skill that still goes into it. Um they do have some advantages, but they've and it depends on the game and they've brought back some stuff. Um but like like with the the aim assist and stuff. And it's not as bad feeling, but I could be wrong. I'm just used to it, I guess. Like I don't think there should be aim assist. I think if you want to play on the controller, that that's where this came from. I don't think there should be aim assist. It should be a decision. Do you want to play with the keyboard and mouse or do you want to play with the controller? But it isn't a decision if the cost points to go from I have nothing to I have a system that can play the game and yeah. the game is different on if you want to take the PC or the PlayStation route. If it costs more to do on the PC, which is what I am currently assuming it does, then you are arguably paying for the easier easier playing experience. I don't think anybody's going to argue that it is easier to play on a controller. At least not in the aiming aspect. I would. That, that was that was my argument. You would. Oh yeah. I you think that I can control. go from nothing? I have no ability. Not the I have not the no cost system. No, not the cost. Okay, just the, then the just even aiming. you think I can you think I can go from I have no abilities playing FPS games to I am decent at them faster on a controller. Oh yeah. Hmm. You might be a little bit easier picking up because you play. Um. This is like somebody that doesn't play games. Yeah, controller's easier. For sure. <laughs> For aiming? Oh, yeah. I, um, I, I think you're biased. No, I mean, part of it is I like low sensitivity. Um, You can jack up controller sensitivity to absurd levels. But and, my and, problem is, is it's, missing. Missing? What do you mean? Oh, the yeah. aiming? Oh, that's just... A, that's, yeah. a lot of that is sensitivity. The mouse is just more sensitive than a controller. Um... That makes like, it better, though, right? Not necessarily. You could you can miss because people jumping around and 
diving back and forth and the way movement is. You're telling me it is just as easy to track a moving head with a controller as it that as it is with a mouse. Yeah. I having done both, I disagree. It probably depends on the game, to be honest. Um. But there's other advantages to a computer. Um, that definitely mm. affect FPS, and that's uh, the frame rate um, and the field of view, because there are people with those really long monitors and stuff, and can see more. Can you? I mean, I have my PlayStation hooked up to one of my computer monitors, and I'll, if, when I can switch it on and switch over to that. You can hook up a PlayStation to a computer monitor, no problem. Do all games? I don't know. Allow I, that? that was going to be my next question. Does do PlayStation games take that into account and allow you to see more? I don't think so yet. But I might be wrong. I don't. I, the way I understand it, no, only computer. It sounds like a problem with the company making the game. Um, well, it's a newer thing they just added in too. Um, yeah. So it's. It's interesting. I mean, that 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 feel of you, the definitely the. Um, well, I mean, if you hook it up, I guess you fix your your uh, frame frames per second. I believe. I don't even know how to do that unless you're saying like the royal you. The the royal you, like um. I would think that being on that monitor then helps with the frames per second, but again, I don't know. I don't know if the system keeps up with that. I would hope so. Like I'll, I'll be honest, I don't. I have heard that now that we have what is it? I think that the best monitors have 144 frames per second now. Somewhere. I've heard that that helps somehow. I don't understand it. As far as I understand, your eye can see at like 30 frames, mm-hmm. and so the old standard of 60 was already twice what your eye could see. I don't understand how 144 is is better. At a certain um, point, your eye shouldn't be able to detect the the more frames. It's just the part of its clarity. And then, um, like, if someone steps around the corner, I think they step around that corner faster, essentially, if that makes sense. It shouldn't be that way. I don't fully understand it myself, but I've seen, like, in live viewing... So the, the person that's at that higher frame rate is always ahead of the person at the slower frame rate. Oh, oh, I can actually explain this. I've been I've been reading and, and learning a little bit of coding and stuff. So that cool. has that has to do with the way they've programmed updating um updating the information of the game in the code basically. So if you don't do it based on the difference in time from point A to B and instead just the time from point A to B, your frame rate will actually impact um, the speed at which you move. Oh. So the more frames you have, the more um, frequent the updates will be, which means you will move faster than the person with a lower frame rate because it interprets it. Uh, it, it interprets time as frames because you have X frames per second. That's not good. Yeah, so so if if it's not coded properly, then uh, higher frame rate can actually impact uh, game performance beyond like the player being able to respond uh, faster or more accurately. 
It's really, really interesting. We are also we're talking about uh, how computer players have more field of view options. I based on screen to size. Which I said you can plug a PlayStation into a longer monitor, but TJ was claiming that. I don't think that's, that's how that works. Not PlayStation how that works. games don't yeah. allow you to do that. Yeah, so like I have mine. I have mine show up to you the full view. Yeah, so your PlayStation games don't have a field of view slider in the settings. Are you asking me? Yeah, I don't play console. Yeah, you're the PlayStation boy. I don't really either. I mean, I have the few that I play, but okay, I'm computer player. <laughs> I know because I've I've seen I've seen the debates and stuff like uh. I have mine up to 120, and most console players are, uh, I think, at max at 90. Oof. Maybe 100. Big oof. I mean, that sounds like... And I know people can go wider than 120 on some Sounds like they should get on the good console called computers. No, I was (laughs) going to say, it sounds like the company making these games for PC and PlayStation are shafting the PlayStation players. I think it's partially the the capabilities of the systems. Yeah, I think if you're going to have cross-platform play, you need to have the same options across all platforms. Otherwise you run into exactly this scenario. Yeah. Now I can only think of because Call of Duty is like one of the first, if not the first, to do like this massive cross platform thing between system and console on a competitive level. And I don't think it's that huge of a difference in the sense of winning and losing. It'd be really interesting to see the stats of it. Yeah, yeah, it would. And here's one thing that um, people in Halo are talking about it now, too. The problem with computer players, and this is just saddening in general in all competitive games, is cheating. And there's a higher abundance of cheaters on PC. PC. Oh, yeah. Just because it's easier to do. Because you Mm -hmm. can, yeah. And I just, for everyone out there, I don't understand why. (laughs) I... Especially in FPSs, it serves no real purpose. I had this exact, I had this exact talk with 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 Dan yesterday. We were playing. I play Magic with my brother, and Dan decided to start playing, and so we were playing yesterday, and we had the talk of like, "Hey, don't, you know, like help me, help me play the game and stuff, but don't baby me, don't like hold back or whatever." And I was like, Dan. I want to beat you at your best, and I, and I also want to fucking beat you. Yeah. So I'm not going to hold back, and I'm going to help you play your best. Because I want to rub your face into the goddamn ground when you're trying your fucking hardest. Do we want to talk about how that went? I lost all of my <laughs> games. <laughs> to be fair, you kind of got fucked on like half of them with your mana. And, I and got fucked on drew. three out of four, and the one game that was going really well for me, I got focused because it was going really well for me. Yeah. Because it wasn't just Dan. It was Dan and, and his brother, John. This is a scary so, deck you were playing, dude. Yeah. I went. I got too big too fast, and so they focused me, and I kind of just petered out, and then they played with each other. And I think that's... Um, Don't take that out of context. I was going to say. I think this is... this. Crazy. <laughs> I think this is like all competitive things in life, not just just anything. And uh, to me, it's always been the competitive spirit is to do that, is to beat someone at their best. Like, yeah. if I'm... If, I'm, if, if I'm, you're cheating in a game, you don't have the competitive spirit. Yeah. I am more upset when I lose. Um, and I am the one. 
and I am the reason for me losing than if someone beats me straight up. Like I am yeah. happy to lose if I just straight up lose. Um, and I've been in, <laughs> I've gotten yelled at by teammates and stuff before because I'm an honest player. And uh, when you mess up, you own it. Yeah. Or like uh, there's the this one be, time, there's, I think we lost the game and we could have won um, because I touched, it was basketball and I touched the ball last going out of bounds. Uh, and the refs didn't see, and they called it the other way. And I'm like, no, it was it was me. <laughs> like, yeah, I was out. No, that's the way to do it. And, um, uh, go ahead. Oh no, if you if you have a point, go for it. I just I we had a really nice segue into uh, trading card game, competitive trading card games and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to lose that. But if you still have a point, go for it. Not a point. I just had a cool story. I just saw. So oh, okay. dude, just tell it. I don't know. I don't know who the people are. I just know it was professional archery and they're competing at whatever it's, it looked like a high level. And I think I know what you're going to say. Um, like the second round, I think for a guy, his equipment broke like mid shot, like when he was pulling back. So he had to, um, give up the shot and take zero points. Oh, that's so then the next, the guy that went next, he was like, what happened? And, And he found out. So he gave up his shot too. The, the homie he was playing playing against. That's like when we play Smash and like somebody falls off the stage and the other people are like honorable and they just jump off too. <laughs> and an, and an even better quick one is uh, this was a running competition and it was an international competition. So a guy thought he finished and he hadn't yet. Awkward. And um, because of a miscommunication of language, and the guy behind him stopped told him and helped him finish first um, oh, instead of overtaking him because um, he had realized what happened. And then afterward, they asked him, like, well, basically what we said, because he's like, "That's I want to beat him at his best, you know, not just... Yeah, it wouldn't have been a real win. And, yeah, and all that. So I thought that Dude, was really cool. So it's nice to see those kind of things. Watching stuff like that is just as satisfying as watching those things where somebody is running up to the finish line and they start prematurely celebrating and then somebody whips in past them and wins and it's yeah. like yeah fuck you <laughs> being happy for winning get out of here bitch <laughs> that was facetious for those of you that, that can't like obviously that's a human being happy but they should have finished it before they were happy yeah don't count your chickens before they hatch yeah that thing but yes Card games. Card games. And balancing those two because I feel like competitive trading card games have to be one of the hardest things to fucking balance ever. Oh, yeah. Because how do you balance RNG? <laughs> how do you balance that person not knowing if they're not going to draw a fucking land for 14 turns in a row? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, even uh, online, like Hearthstone. and Well, Hearthstone actually came up with a decent solution around it, and that's you get a mana every turn until 10 mana kind of that's thing. That, then it's just a question of you'll always be progressing at the same base rate as the other person. It's just a question of are you going to get the cards that you want to do your stuff? Yeah. So it, take, it takes one big issue out of... Uh, 
out of the the equation for sure. But you still have the the problem of like, well, I keep drawing <laughs> my eight mana cards on turns one through four. Then maybe you can look at your deck construction, and there's a little bit of manipulation of RNG you can do, but still, like, you can only yeah, do so much balancing for a trading card game, I guess. Oh, is for the sure. point. Um, another thing that's kind of, I don't know, controversial is the right word, but it's uh, something that people are watching right now in Magic is uh, for the last couple sets, Magic has released, they've released like one or two obviously broken cards and then immediately banned them so what happens is they release these cards at least the first couple times they did this people seem to be catching on now they release these cards and then people are like well there it is that's the card i need that card hmm. they buy so it they, up and then so they, they buy it. it up and then they ban it and now it's a useless card the second the secondary market prices tank which is another weird thing that we don't have to get into now, but basically, like, Magic claims they don't care about the secondary market, but they obviously do, but then sometimes they'll just fuck it over like that. It's weird. <laughs> Balance. <Huh. laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Oh. It's been so long since I played, too. Uh, I don't know. Um. We could talk after this about something. There are ways. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking about other top or not topics, but like other big balancing things. And we have, mm. obviously, we really haven't set any solutions in this. We just, we're kind of talking about how hard how it is. difficult like, it is, yeah. Yeah. So here's something. It... So respect to all the balancers who are trying. Yeah. Because yeah, it good, is not good easy. Good on you guys. We, we see it. <laughs> uh, here's something. We were, we were, before we were recording, we were talking about... Because I dated this episode. If you're in the know, you're in the know. Final Fantasy fourteen Online Endwalker just released. And so, Dan was going around, and there are these little, like, orbs that you collect that allow, allow you to fly in zones. And he missed one, or he didn't see it or whatever, and uh, a player sent him a private message saying, like, hey, we were right next to uh, one of those one of those current orbs and he was like oh man dude fuck yeah isn't it just the best feeling in the world when you're in a game like that in an mmo or especially someone a competitive game and, and you just get to see a human being a bro or you get to be a bro yourself or bro at yeah. it's just like yeah. how the most fascinating part of competitive games to me is and i I don't know that all companies are doing this. I hope they are, and if they aren't, more should be doing it, is how do you construct a game such that it encourages people to do that? that Especially is, in a, cons a competitive sphere. That's the hardest balance of all. For, for Final Fantasy, it seems like their solution is they don't put up with people being dicks. Yeah, you it foster is, a positive culture. Yeah, it is not hard to report somebody for being an asshole. Apparently they do put up with ERP, but that's another story for another time. I have a lot of stories like that for League of Legends, too. It just... And you have twice as many of the opposite <laughs> being true. Less and less. I mean, I mean, it has gotten a lot better. Yeah, Bal like... Balancing the community is... Uh, uh, I was, uh, a conversation for another time, I think. Uh, <laughs> we, 
we can we can end this if you want on on this story is i was i was telling tj um i've recently started playing i know i hate league of legends but i because of arcane i started playing it and i played a couple games with tj and then he was like i gotta go and i was like okay and i played a game by myself i was mid and our bot was garbage and our jungle would not let them for a second think that they weren't garbage and it ended up so bad that our our two people bot were only fighting one person bot because the other person from their bot decided to go mid to fuck with me. So then I was dealing with two people as one person. And then jungle was just shitting all over bot. And so I was our jungle was like just being an asshole. And I'm like, hey, man, that's not very sportsman like. Like trying to be the positive force. I was like, maybe if I just let this guy know that like I see somebody is seeing him be a dick it'll it'll jog something but no he was just like i don't want to fucking hear it from you you're you you're, tried you're zero and four mid i'm like i'm zero and four mid because i'm 2v1 and he was like yeah and that's bot's fault and i was like you're not <laughs> wrong but you're not helping anybody Fuck yeah off. it's not it's not constructive that's the problem yeah and i i think it was like help them tell them what to do I will Gank say them this. for fucking once. <laughs> I will say this. He actually I, um, was like in their lane. He was trying. Just, okay. He was trying. Game wise, he was trying, but he was also like, it's 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 like you're fighting a guy in a life or death situation, and then John Wick shows up, kills him in two hits, and then is just calls you a dumb asshole. You play like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, cool. You dealt with him, but. Did you have to be a dick about Did it? Did you have to be a dick about <laughs> it? Yeah. And then, as those situations go, they fed bot, so eventually, Lee, I think it was Lisa, and couldn't deal with them anymore. Yeah. I will say, I'm, I'm far less tolerable once you get into, like, ranked scenarios than any game. You mean tolerant? No. Okay, being less tolerable means you're the problem. Yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, you're, tolerant, you're, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm less tolerant. Like... Because there are people, there there are people that have bad games and tolerant mm. of that. But I think you shouldn't be. Just... You should be equally intolerant of this bullshit in all situations because it doesn't help. It's it's not two different player bases that play no, normal versus ranked. The people that play I mean. normal eventually play ranked if they like the no, game that's, enough. That's, I mean, I become an ass to some people. Oh, oh. Well, at least fair. you know it. You're owning it. Well, I don't um, think you should be an ass, but I do think you should be critical of all of them equally. It it depends on what they're doing because there are people fair. that give up and stuff like that. Yeah, and no, I'm in definitely ranked. You shouldn't do that. I'm definitely not saying that you should you should treat the the person who's given up the same as the person who died once. No, 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 nothing like, like that. You should, yeah, scale your. Yeah. Hey, man, this isn't cool. There are people that die like twice, and they're like, "All right, surrender at 15. Well, I'm we're done. we can Anyways, do yes, we can yes. do another episode on <laughs> community behaviors. We're getting a little off topic, and we're getting close to the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there any final thoughts to to balancing, not the community? <laughs> um, shit's I, hard, man. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, you win some, you lose some. That's, that's about around fifty percent. If it's around fifty percent. <laughs> yeah, if, I I would say aim for fifty percent. If you can hit that, you're doing great. You win yeah. some, you lose some. 
Unless you're one of the like 13 invoker players, apparently. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Be 100% a good person in the community and everything will get better. But yeah, that's been the Wax Show. I'm your host, TJ. Uh, Matt. And I'm Dan. Bye. Bye. Fuck that, we sit. <laughs>